It might be somebody in the military that gives their life for somebody else. They may receive it too. They may be included in that as well. And so we need to look at that in um, in James 1.12. It says it. It says this, blesses a man who endures temptation for when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Amen. So, so we need to endure these temptations. The enemy is constantly working against our faith, trying to get us to go the flesh route, but we got to stay in faith and go God's route. Amen. And so, and so we have to patiently, somebody say patiently. We have to patiently endure the trials and the tribulations that we go through at times. Amen. This is, listen, the reason why we get, as Christians, you ever feel like, oh man, just, you know, you feel just the, 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 the weight of the world at times. We shouldn't, but sometimes we just feel like, oh man, this is, I don't want to be here. Amen. There's a reason why we, sh we feel that way at times, because this is not our home. You know, this, you know, we, there's things that are happening and it should, it should almost make our, our flesh crawl. You know what I'm saying? When, when things are happening in the world, there's a reason for, for, for us to feel this way because, because this isn't our home and our expectancy should be of heavenly things. The Bible says that if you want to stay in perfect peace, keep your mind stayed on Christ. Keep your mind stayed on the heavenly things. Keep your mind stayed on heaven. Amen. Why some of us are depressed and down, uh, possibly even in here, is because we're focusing too much on worldly things and we need to be focused more on godly things. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And when we get more caught up on, on, on heavenly things, we're going to be more excited about heaven than what's going on in this world. Amen. And so we need to uh, endure the temptations. And, 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 you know, the Bible says this way, through faith, and, and patience, we inherit the promises of God. It's not just by faith alone. It's by faith and patience. Nobody likes the patience side of it. You know, it took Abraham, what, 25 years to receive the promise, child. So there, there is a process. Somebody say a process. And we're going to walk in a process before we see the full fruition of what God may have for us. And so we have to keep walking the walk and talking the talk. Don't grow weary in well-doing, the Bible says. Don't allow the enemy to get you to look at what's not working. Look at what is working. Amen? And, the, and God's Word is always working. God's Word is constant. It's always working. Amen? Revelation 2.10 says this, talking about the martyr's crown. Do not uh, fear any of those things which you are about to suffer. Indeed, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison that you may be tested and you will have tribulation 10 days. Be faithful until death and I will give you the crown of life. Amen. So, you know, there's great blessings for giving up your life for Christ. And it's interesting that, that it's interesting because, you know, I, I ministered this Last week, a little bit about this, that people believe that God is behind the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I believe the dividing line of the Bible is John 10, 10. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. 
And so all good things come from God. Bad things come from the devil. Can I get an amen there? And some will, some will say, well, isn't God putting us and testing us through this? Well, I don't believe that God's putting us through the test. I believe it's the enemy that's coming to steal, kill, and destroy. And when you read this, this kind of popped out to me as I was reading this last night and meditating on this. It says, it, it, it didn't say God will put you in a prison. It says here, let me read this again. Do not fear any of those things. This is Revelation 2.10. Do not fear any of those things which you are about to suffer. Indeed, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison. Notice it says that the devil is about to throw some of you into prison. It didn't say God's going to put you into prison to test your faith. It's quiet in this, in this church today. It, actually, this is Jesus speaking. He said it's the devil that's going to throw some of you into prison. So who's attacking, who's attacking the body of Christ? Well, it's not God attacking himself. It's the devil attacking us. That's why we need to stand strong. So isn't that interesting? Indeed, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison that you may be tested. Why? Because the devil is testing the word that's in us. He's trying to test to see if we really believe the truth. So he's a thief. He's going to come against us through different areas in our lives, and he's going to try to make us think that the word of God is not true. So the devil is coming to test our faith. Remember when Jesus was speaking to Peter, and he said Satan came uh, and, and asked if he could sift you like wheat. That's another example of the enemy trying to come against the body of Christ. But Jesus said, you know, I will pray. See, I believe we can open the door for the enemy to come into our lives. And with Peter, sometimes God has to grant the enemy to come in because there's something in our life that's out of kill. With Peter, it was some pride. So he was dealing with some pride issues. And so that's why the devil came in to work against him. And then, then Peter found out it's all by grace. Amen. That I got to walk this life by grace. Can I get an amen there? Amen. amen. And so we, we, we look at this and we see that the, the martyr's crown is, is a crown where you're giving your life to God. Uh, uh, in Galatians 2.20, this scripture came to me. Uh, and it's a very good scripture. We should live by this. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. And, and so listen, if, if you're, listen, it's easy to be a martyr when you're a dead man. Can I say that again? It's easy to give your life when you're, when you're, a, when you're already consider yourself dead to the things of this world and dead to your own personal life, to your own personal agenda. It's easy to be a martyr when you consider yourself dead. Amen. And so here, uh, here the Apostle Paul was writing to the Galatians. He's saying that, he's, that we are crucified with Christ. Positionally, when we were put on the cross, uh, when Jesus was put on the cross, we were put on the cross. When Jesus was crucified, we were crucified. Amen. The problem is we come off the cross. We take our life back. We start looking at our own little life. Amen. And we start looking at, well, what's in it for me? No, listen, we got we to die to this life. We got to die to our own life and pick up a higher life in Christ. So, so the Apostle Paul is saying, I am crucified with Christ. No longer is I who live. No longer it's you who live. 
but Christ lives in you, and the life that you now live in the flesh, you live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved you and gave himself up for you. So we live in the faith of the Son of God. We're, we're walking in, in the faith of the Son of God, and we're not considering our life. I like what it says in Matthew 16, 24 through 26. It says, it says here, Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Isn't that interesting? He's saying that if you're trying to keep your own life, if you're trying to preserve your life, then you're going to definitely lose that life. But if you're, if you're willing to let your, your life, the lower life, I would have to say the carnal life go, and then pick up a spiritual life in him, you're going to go higher. You're going to walk in greater manifestations of God's glory. You're going to be doing greater things in God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The struggle today, and I, I believe the struggle with each one of us is the struggle of, of us taking back our lives. It's the struggle of us walking in our own ways. And it, that's the struggle, you know, going with the natural mind. You know, the, the Bible says, you know, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The Bible says that we need to learn to trust God, that we don't need to lean on our own understanding. In all our ways, acknowledge Him, and God will direct our paths. A lot of times we're acknowledging our own ways more than we're acknowledging God's ways. And we need to acknowledge God's ways. And as we do that, we'll see God move in our life in a greater way. So we see that Jesus said, said that if anyone comes after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross, follow me. And whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what profit is it for a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? Amen. So we see here that, that, uh, that we need to learn to, 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 to consider ourselves dead to the things of the world and consider ourselves alive to Christ. You have to be dead to those things. Amen. I remember listening to... Jesse DePlanis, and he was, uh, he was traveling, and, and, uh, and, uh, and a lot of times he traveled by himself in the early days, and, uh, and he was at a hotel, and this prostitute was propositioning him, trying to, um, you know, proposition him to, you know, for, for, not, for that night, and Jesse, and she said, hey, you, you want some company tonight? And Jesse just looked at her and said, I'm a dead man. I'm a dead man. <laughs> and she said, oh, really? And he said, yeah. She, How long have you had that problem? You know? <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And so then, 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 then he said, no, I'm a Christian. And he started preaching to her, and she, she ran out of there. Amen? Talk, you know? and, uh, and so, you know, you have to consider yourself dead to the, to the things of this world. You have, to, you have to consider yourself as a dead person and alive to Christ. And when our life is hid in Him, in Christ, that's when we're going to see the greater glory. That's when we're going to see God move in our lives. That's when it will become easy to give our lives to the Lord. See, when our lives is, is hid in Christ and, and we are dead to the things of the world, then, then somebody come to us, they could put a gun to our head and say, renounce Christ, you will say no in Jesus' name. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? You won't have any fear. We shouldn't have fear of death. We should have no fear of going to heaven. I heard a story about this underground church, and, and they were, and they were, there was, I, it may have been in China, but it was underground church, and, and the, the, uh, the, some of the government found out about it, and they sent some, uh, some guys came in with machine guns, and they asked in, in the crowd, they said, now who's a, a, a follower of Jesus Christ? If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, if you're not a follower of Jesus Christ, get up and get out now. And there was like maybe 20 people in this underground church, and two or three people kind of looked around and ran out. And, uh, and then there was probably about 17 people, and maybe one more person was kind of sweating out, and they ran. And it came down to probably about 16 people out of the 20, and the rest of them stood in there, and they stood their ground while the, while the, while the two men had their machine guns. And then what they, then the next thing they said, they, what the next thing they did was they put their machine guns down and they said, good, now we can worship with true believers. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? In other words, there were some people in there that were not there, were true believers. They, their faith wasn't really in Christ. They, they were there because the crowd was there. They were there because, you know, it seemed like the place to be. You know, there's going to be many people in church uh, you know, there's going to be countless of people in church, but not everybody in church is going to go to heaven. There's going to be people there for different reasons, but not for the reasons of Christ. Amen. Amen. And there's going to be people, you know, uh, you know, the Bible talks about that there's going to be uh, uh, there's going to be good seed and bad seed. There's going to there's going to be tares and wheat. And the Bible said tares are coming in. And Jesus said, well, let them grow up together. So there's going to be the, the good, and that's where you get some people that will preach, you know, uh, that it's okay for alternative lifestyles, and they call themselves Christians. And they call themselves Christians, and they say it's okay, God's okay, you know, uh, we should walk in love towards, yes, we walk in love towards the sinner, but we do hate the sin, and we don't stand for the sin. We don't let them go their merry way and say, it's okay, well, I'm not going to bother you as long as you're not bothering me. No, we ha there's a reason for us to be here, and that's to warn people. Amen. We need to be warning people. Yes. We need to be letting them know there is a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. Yes. Amen. Can I get a witness in here today? Yes. And so the next crown is the elder's crown. Uh, th this crown is for leaders or pastors or elders or teachers who were godly examples to the flock of believers that were entrusted and assigned in their care. So you could say it's, uh, uh, it's, it's in 1 Peter 5, 2 through 4. It says, it says this, to sh um, shepherd the flock of God which is among you, serving as overseers, not by compulsion but by willingly, not for dishonest gain for, uh, but eagerly, not as being lords over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you receive the crown of glory that does not fade away. So you can say this is the crown of glory. That's, that's people that might be in the church. You may be a, maybe a small group leader and you're teaching the Bible. I believe you could qualify for that crown. If, as long as you're, you're doing the right, as long as you're doing some of these things, it says here, as you serve, don't, don't serve out of compulsion, but willingly. So we have to have willing hearts when we're serving God. You know, there's going to be pastors that serve but may not get this crown. Why? Because they didn't have a right heart attitude when they served. They did, they obeyed God and they did that, but they may not receive the crown because their heart attitude may not have been right. Amen? 
Uh, it says here that, that they might be some pastors or teachers or whoever is somebody that's, that's teaching. They may be doing it for dishonest gain. Well, if you're doing it for that reason, then you may not get the crown. In other words, you're trying to see what's in it for you. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? No, that's not the why we serve God. I never came here. I never, I didn't become a pastor to find out, you know, to, to become rich or wealthy or anything like that. That's the furthest thing from my mind. No, I serve God because God called me to do that. Regardless if, you know, if God blesses me, uh, you know, a hundredfold and, and, I, and, I, and, I, and, I, and God brings me millions, or regardless of what he does, I'm serving God with a good attitude. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? I, I'm blessed already. My name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. I don't need millions to, sh to, sh to, to prove who I am in Christ. Amen. I'm not preaching against prosperity because that's in the gospel, but I don't need that. All I need is Christ. Amen. If I got Christ, uh, everything else will come. If I'm seeking first the kingdom of God, all of these things will start to be added to me. Amen. I won't need anything. Glory to God. I won't lack any good thing. Amen. As long as we're putting Christ first place in our lives. As long as we're seeking the kingdom of God. In our lives. Amen. So it says here, shepherd the flock of God. Uh, it says, not by compulsion, willingly, not for dishonest gain, eagerly, not as being lords over those entrusted to you. You know, some people might get in the ministry because they feel like, oh man, now I have a position of authority. I can tell people what to do. No, you're the, you, uh, a minister should be the biggest servant. Amen. Jesus said, if you want to be greatest of all, you'll be servant of all. Those that want to be the greatest of all will be servant of all. And so really, as ministers of the gospel, we should be the servants of all. And that should be our attitude, not, not a, an attitude of, oh, I get to tell this person to do that, and I get to tell that person. No, we, we work together as a team. We all have jobs. I have a job to preach. Some of you might have a job to set up the church. Some of you have a job to usher. Some of you have a job to teach. Some of you have a job to greet. You know, some prayer. You know, we all have jobs to do. Praise God. Amen. And so we work together as a team. That's what I love about this church, because it's about teamwork that makes the dream work. Amen. And there's no I in team. Glory to God. But amen. So we work together. Amen. Say work together. Amen. So we see that, that, that this is the, 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 the crown, the elder's crown, or, and, and it's the crown that God will bless us with. That will not fade away. These are eternal gifts. You know, we should be thinking about heaven. We should be thinking about these blessings that God has for us. Uh, you know, praise God. I could close down here because it's about time to close. But the soul winner's crown is, is, is a crown in 1 Thessalonians 2.19. It talks about for what is our hope or joy of crown of rejoicing. It is not even you in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ at his coming. So... Uh, the theologians, I don't know how they get this out of this particular passage, but they say that this is the soul winner's crown. Amen. I'm still trying to figure that one out. But they say it's a soul winner's crown. Uh, the Bible says it this way in Daniel 12. Those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament, and those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. In other words, we should be there to try to get people closer to God. Amen. That's what we should always be. We should, every day we wake up, Lord, uh, uh, give me the grace to, to touch somebody's life, to bring them closer to God, either get them saved or let my light shine so they can see 
you and me and draw them closer to you. Amen? You know, it's not about us trying to get people saved right on the onslaught, you know, right when we first meet them. Our lives is a constant witness in front of people. So we're constantly witnessing before people by how we live our life. And so if we're living our life in a righteous manner, if we're living our life upright before people, see, the Bible says we should have a good report for those that are outside the church. Okay, praise God. And, and are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? We should have a good report for those that are outside the church. So in other words, we should, if, in, other words in church, you may, you may get here on time on Sunday morning, but don't get to work late. You know what I'm saying? In other words, we should be on time at work. Don't be slack. You may be the most diligent worker here on Sunday morning, but don't be the, the slackest dog at, church, at work. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? No, be as diligent at work. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Be as diligent as you would at church when you're, when you're serving God. Because when we're serving, you know, your work is really just another way. It's really your ministry. Amen. Your work is your ministry. If wherever you're at, that's your ministry. And that's where you can present the gospel of the kingdom of God. That's your platform. So God has anointed you to do that. So really, we can be a, a soul winner. Proverbs 11.30 says, The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he who wins souls is wise. I, I don't know about you, but I want to be a wise person. I want to win souls. You know, it's easy to win people to the Lord. We just got to be, we got to be thinking about it. If we're not thinking, you know, you can, you can, you can go to the store and do some grocery shopping and do the kingdom of God at the same time. Just take some business cards and, and be, be rocked and loaded and be ready. And whenever there's an opportunity, ask God to give you an opportunity and invite somebody to church. Amen. You don't have to try to win them. to If they come to church and they get saved in church, then, well, that sal person that receives salvation is on your account. Because you connected them into church. They got saved. So you passing out a card. That's all. It's so simple. Do you have a church home? Do you go to church around here? Just start off like that. Hey, do you go to church around here? You know, uh, if you're in a conversation with somebody or you're talking to somebody or, or, or whatever, find a common ground. I like, I like that Redskins t-shirt. You know, I'm a Skins fan too. You know, whatever it takes, if you truly are, don't lie. But, uh, <laughs> amen. But be honest. You know, you can say, oh, you can say, oh, the dead skins. But no, 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 don't. Be honest, you know, with, with, you know, when you're trying to connect with people. Be honest with them. Don't lie. If it's, if it's the most God-ugly shirt you've ever seen, don't say, oh, that's a good-looking shirt you got there. To try, you know, no, be honest. You're trying to find something positive about a person. And compliment. You know, a compliment will open the door more ways than anything else. Amen. Just a compliment, complimenting somebody will open the door and will open their heart up. And then that gets you into a place where you might be able to speak some truth, give a card, and witness to them. You don't have to give them the whole gospel on how to get saved. All you got to do is let your light shine. Be a blessing to them. Do something nice for somebody. Buy a cup of coffee for somebody. Amen. Be nice. Amen. Be careful, man, buying a cup of coffee for a pretty lady with her husband standing there. You don't want to do that. But, you know, use some wisdom. <laughs> Use some, use some discernment, amen? So, you know, you have to use some discernment. You might get punched in the eye. But, but I'm serving Christ. You know? I'm doing it for the Lord. Now, be careful. Use some discernment, man. 
Amen. Uh, I remember my brother was witnessing, and he was trying to witness to the, uh, a young lady, and she just thought he was hitting on her. So you gotta, you gotta be, you know, you know, you gotta be careful on men witnessing to the opposite sex. Same thing with ladies. You witnessing to men because men, you know, a lady talking to a man, man, would start, they get dumb. They'll start following you around like a puppy dog. So. So, so women, you got to be very careful about being too nice with the opposite sex. Are you hearing? Because men are, oh man, they like me. Well, uh, you know. So, any of you ladies know what I'm talking about? <laughs> That's a true statement. Amen. Amen. So, so again, you know, you use some discernment, use some wisdom when you're talking to people. You know, uh, you know, use some discernment. You know, men, don't be picking up a, a lady on the street. You know, you're by yourself in your car, and she's she looks like she needs a ride home. Well, you need to you need to use some discernment. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? That might not be wise if you're by yourself. The Bible says, avoid the very appearance of evil. So even though it might, they might need help, you need to use some discernment in, in the matter. Isn't that right? Use some discernment. But you can witness today, and, and you can you know, do things and be a blessing to people. You know, the Bible says in, in the uh, Old Testament, i got to close here, that you know, if we don't let people know, uh, in the Old Testament it talks about their blood is on our hands. Yeah. And, and, and so you know, it talks about that, Ezekiel and and so we, we don't, we, you know, when, when the prompting of the Holy Spirit prompts us to say something to somebody, we need to do that. It may not be every time because there's a time to say something to somebody. There's a time to show a word. And there's a time not to say anything. So, there, you know, you don't want to cast your pearls before swine, the Bible says. So there are times where we're, that we need to say something when God tells us to say it. It could be just Jesus loves you. It could be that simple, or, or, or God loves you, or, or it could be that simple. Whatever the Lord puts on your heart, but don't, don't ignore that little prompting from the Holy Ghost. Because, because you know, it could, be, it could be a matter of life and death for that individual. And it could be a matter of you receiving the crown of, of, of the soul winner's crown. Amen. And so God has great things in store for us. I, and I'm going to close with, with this scripture that it says that I have not seen, ear have not heard, or either entered into the heart of man what great things God has in store for each one that love him. God has great things in store for us. Yes, it may not, it's not easy down here. It's not always easy reading our Bible. It's not always easy praying. It's not always easy getting up on Sunday mornings and going to church. It's not always easy doing the right thing when the wrong things are happening. But God is paying attention. He's looking at the good things that we're doing. He's, he's paying attention. It's being written in books, I believe, up in heaven. And I'm telling you, those books will be opened up. And when God sees the good things that we've been doing, there's going to be blessings. There's going to be things that got eternal rewards. You know, in, in this life, what we do will echo in eternity. So what we do will echo in eternity. This life is just a vapor. We're here today and gone tomorrow. We need to make it count every day, wherever we're at. Make your life count for Christ. Amen. Say, I'm going to make it count for Christ. Thank you for tuning into the broadcast today. We never like to end our broadcast without giving you an opportunity to receive Jesus as your personal Savior. So if you don't know the Lord Jesus, if you died right now and you don't know if you'd make it to heaven, just pray this prayer with me. Just say this after me. Say, Dear Lord, I believe Jesus died on the cross for my sins. I believe He was raised from the dead. 
and He's seated at the right hand of the Father. Jesus, I'm trusting You for my life today. I'm, I receive You today as my Lord and Savior. Thank You for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, we believe that you got born again. And so we would love to hear from you. Connect with us on our website at www.exceedlifechurch.org. And uh, also, if you have a prayer request, you can also go on the, our website and um, put that prayer request in. We believe that God will, will hear your prayers and answer your prayers. Again, thank you for tuning in today, and God bless you. This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org.